Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3-5 emotional manifester, right angle, cross of Eden. And I'm Monique, a 1-4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Love Human Be Spirit. We are so grateful to have you here listening. And today we feel very called to talk to you about the impact that human design has on parenting. And Monique and I both were talking before we hit record, which we often do. And then we're both like, why the hell aren't we already recording type of thing? (laughs) But we really recognize that the founder, the the creator of human design, his full intention was uh, when he created this system that it really is more for the kiddos that are coming into the world and the kiddos that are already here. And we get to be the conduits to share this so that those um, beautiful new souls that are coming into the world, the beautiful humans uh, can benefit from this because as we've talked about already, there's lots of deconditioning that we're doing <laughs> as we learn our designs. And so the intention would be is the new beautiful kiddos that come into the world will have no deconditioning because they'll be living within their design because those of us that are not me, PS, still producing babies in the world will be helping the kiddos live into their design right out of the gate. So it's kind of my little two second intro that was longer than two seconds as usual. (laughs) Yeah, yes, that was all important to say and Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for coming back and listening. And once again, we're grateful to be here to share this information in any capacity that we feel called to do so. And human design and parenting, the connection between the two is something that has just been very important in our journey thus far with this information. And like Amy was saying, in the in really the source material and the foundings and the foundational stuff this is for the children and it is beautiful to witness a child being supported by their parent for their energetic design for their unique energetic design it is a beautiful thing to bear witness to it is a beautiful thing to be a part of I am grateful to be able to be a person that can be a part of this and I'm grateful to have Amy to talk to you about this stuff. And we're grateful to share it with you all. And I thought that it would be fun and cool and really get my innocence motivation stirred up if we start this episode with a fairy card pull and just see what kind of messages are out there from the fairies. And I always, you know, I, I love different card decks for different reasons. And I, I'm not super well-versed on 
um, tarot and, and stuff like that. I'm super fascinated by it. However, I have always been drawn to fairy cards and there's something about the energy of fairy cards that reminds me of being a child and just that childhood innocence um, and that lightness and that anything is possible. And if something glitters out of the side of your eye and you look again and it's gone, well, maybe it was a fairy and you just, you know, I love looking at life that way. I always have. I used to kind of I mean, I've definitely been called naive and have, have conditioning around that. And <clears throat> for me learning that I was innocence motivation and a slew of other things in my chart, you know, my vessel of love, incarnation, cross, all of these things that have allowed me to really lean into these natural feelings that I had when I was younger and that I, you know, kind of put aside and now I'm able to foster again in a way that reminds me of you know how we all get to come into this world because we all come in as these innocent beautiful children who believe that anything is possible and why shouldn't we believe that why shouldn't we keep some of that with us or a lot of that with us while we do this right I mean it's more fun that way and it lightens it it lightens the, it lightens the heavy stuff whenever you are reminded of this so with that Again, two second intro, longer than two seconds. <laughs> we are so good at doing that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Plug in that sage girl. I can't shut him up. I don't know. Um, so <clears throat> let's get a little quiet for a minute. And I invite anyone listening to take some breaths with us if you want to at your own pace or a couple seconds to just ground in. I always need to do that before I draw a card. And I am going to shuffle these fairy cards a little bit and see what kind of messages come up for us for this episode before we start digging into parenting and human design and all these beautiful energetic conversations that we love to have with each other and you all. And we have Make Music is the card it's a really pretty pink colored card it's a woman playing a harp with blonde flowy hair and beautiful blue and purple indigo fairy wings and a flower crown and she's wearing what looks like a pink satiny kind of soft attire and she's in nature under a tree yeah that's what i'm talking about that that yummy, just appreciate life and love and wonder and on. I'm, I'm not even sure what the what the book says that this card means, but that's what I'm taking it as. And, and the card is called Make Music. And, you know, that's, that's who doesn't like to make music. So good for us to do that in, in any kind of way that that makes sense to you. If that means, you know, running around and screaming, if that means dancing, if that means literally making music, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like. Um, in the book, it says the card meeting is express yourself with music. Look at that. <laughs> the fairies urge you to sing, play a musical instrument, tap your fingers or crank up the stereo. Music lifts the soul to new heights. It alerts your mood and your outlook. The fairies play music at their celebrations because they know it's therapeutic value. By drawing this card, you're guided to surround yourself with music. Any type of music that will stir your soul is appropriate. 
The fairies are especially fond of joyful, fast-paced music because it stimulates a festive mood. Play music yourself or have music playing around you for the next few days and notice how your mood and energy levels elevate. You may find that you are drawn to new types of music or to a genre of music that you enjoyed a long time ago. Make note of any songs that you repeatedly hear on the radio or in your mind. The lyrics or the memories invoked by the song could contain a message for you that will answer a particular question you may have. Love that. The affirmation here is deep within my soul, I now accept and experience the healing power of music. Mm. Yeah. That's fun. I like that card. I've never met a kiddo that didn't love music. Yeah. Music is such a universal language like that. Yeah. You know, you don't need to speak the same language. And like, like the card said, you can really get exposed to a new sound or something that you've never heard before and be like, oh my gosh, I like that now too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we both also, I, I, weren't you in Nashville recently? Wasn't isn't that a yes. big music place? And oh, yeah. I went to the music festival recently. There's been a lot of music around us. So mm-hmm. I love that that card came up. I love how in tune the fairies can be like that. And so with that energy, that playful, make music energy, let's talk about parenting and human design and, and what that, what that means to us and how yeah. we can share that. I love it. Love it so much. So as I reflected in an earlier episode, when we were at the retreat where we met, I did send the text out. I've got the two kiddos. My kids are uh, 23 and 21 and they both have significant others in their lives. So I really feel like I've doubled my kiddo, (laughs) which I love. And my partner has kiddos. And so, I mean, I have a myriad of kiddos in my life that I feel um, deep connection to, but I did send a text to, um, my two and said, uh, BTW, uh, everything in our lives going forward is going to be from the lens of human design. Uh, this is a non-negotiable. And that's kind of how I showed up as a parent for a really long time, but in it, with a very different energy for the first decade of my kiddos lives, they had their dad in their life too. And for the second decade, it was just me and really two different ways na- of navigating parenting. And when I look back, The first decade, there was lots of programming conditioning that told me how to do it, how I thought I was meant to do it. And then for the second half, I dropped a lot of that. Like I was dropping all kinds of conditioning anyway. Uh, Divorce has a way of doing that, (laughs) calling you out and having you recognize things that you no longer (laughs) want to carry forward. Um, And I, you know, I've reflected a little bit about how I really did honor their differences I think as a parent, and you know, again, I'm sharing my perspective here. That's what we get to do um, on this platform. But I think our intentions are always the highest possible. What we could offer our kiddos, we want them to be happy and healthy. And you know, I'm air quoting successful because, as defined by them, and um, in general, loving their life. And we now have a system that can show them how to do that uniquely and specifically for themselves versus through my lens of telling them how to do that. And while there are parts of me that wants to say, gosh, I wish I would have known this sooner. I always trust that everything that's meant for me comes to me when it is meant to. And so now I can have my kiddos, what I'm going to refer to as course correcting in their early, early years 
versus me being in my mid forties doing it whenever I've started this journey for myself. And so now when they're in relationship and partnership before they have their own kiddos, which are the ones that are going to be really impacted by this design. And I'll take it one step further. My partner's daughter had a baby on January 14th of this year of 2022. No surprise. Mercury went into retrograde. She wasn't even due yet, but that's how that goes. Right. So she had the baby (laughs) and I, you were there, Monique. I wanted to know what time her baby was born because I knew her design and I wanted to know the baby's design so that if there was a way, if, if they felt called for me to share, I could be supportive of those energies. And that's just, that's the gift of being able to have this information available to us. And, uh, I live and breathe by it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All of that is so, it's so powerful. It's just so impactful. What, what this knowledge can do. And, um, I'm going to start by sharing the story that I always share and that I dipped into, but since this is a parenting one, I'm going to go into it a bit more. Um, I touched on learning about about why learning that I was a projector and that my daughter was a projector and why that was such a a big thing for me to be able to support her in her type, in her design, in a way that I was never uh, really given, not because of any reason, right? No, no blame here, but that just wasn't available to my parents and uh, to give me, right? But I have that to give her. And we happen to be the same type. We happen to have a very close relationship already. Her father and I split a few years ago too. She's seven. So there was definitely a feeling of me trying to not fuck her up too much, if I'm being honest. And, And really trying, you know, these formative years are important and you read about this and you learn this and you know this as a mom. And I come from uh, parents who my parents were together until my father passed. And I don't, I don't know what it feels like to be from a split home. I don't know what that, you know, what I, and so a lot of that, I, it weighed on me. I carried it around. I felt guilty. I overcompensated. I oh, definitely was, I just can see now. And it's some time has passed also. And Time always helps with that too, right? Looking at things in perspective. However, just the ability of me learning her type and me being able to support her while I was learning about myself and supporting myself with my type was such a gift. And the story then further, I'm learning more about design and I'm digging into different parts of the charts. And I did that primarily by pulling the people closest to me, my daughter, my mother, my brothers, and I would look at my daughter's and mine and reference those a lot while I was learning information and taking it in and uh, close friends around me. For me, that helped me retain the info. And my daughter's chart, uh, I mean, I know it pretty, pretty closely now by memory, but then I didn't know a lot about design, but I was, as I was learning, I learned about her left facing arrows versus my right facing arrows. And in that moment, I realized that, you know, she's a more focused person when she's doing something or learning or digesting or looking at or all of those things, right? Active, active mind and brain versus a receptive is very different operating wise. And that's something that's 
deeper level stuff. And I was just scratching the surface then, but I did understand the difference between the focusedness of view and perception and digestion versus the more peripheral view that I take in my life because I know that about myself. So I learned that. And then I learned that she has consistent digestion. And then I learned that she had seven open centers. And then I learned that her cognition is smell. And that's quite a sensitive one, a physically sensitive one, right? Amy, you know that your cognition is smell, right? Mine and my son's. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned as I was learning these and some moment I had this like click and I came to this moment. I'm sure it was a spleen because spleen loves to tell me things. And when I listen and I, I came to this moment that we had most mornings in my home when I would have my daughter in the mornings and we would be getting ready for school and I would have her in the bathroom and she would be brushing her. So this is like, she's, you know, I don't know, five, six years old and she's brushing her teeth. I'm trying to do her hair at the same time, which is I brush my teeth and I do a lot of other things at the same time. I have alternating digestion. I have receptive arrows. Um, and I realized that in that moment, I, it clicked that oh, what would happen, I'm sorry, what would happen in this moment is that she would have a, a meltdown of sorts. She would start crying, being like, oh, why are you doing my hair? And, and I would immediately with my defined mind not understand this and be like, what is happening right now? I'm literally just trying to get your hair out of your face so we could get out the door and get to school. And my undefined root is can't get it together often. That's how it feels. Like we're there's pressure to hurry up and get it done so you can be free of the pressure. That's what undefined root energy can be. Like I have a weird relationship with time running late as a conditioning thing that I show. So I'm putting off this energy with my five defined centers. My sweet little daughter and her two defined centers is taking that in whilst I'm trying to do two things at a time to her, her focused, you know, brain is fucked up about it. And her, and her smell cognition is overwhelmed and she is just unhappy. Her body is unhappy and uncomfortable. And I am over here not understanding that because why would I? And in the moment when I was learning and digging into her chart deeply, all of those things clicked. And I was like, the next morning I built in three more minutes into my morning and I let her brush her teeth. And then I did her hair. I, you know, nobody knew about this, but me, I certainly didn't explain this to her, but it, it was a whole new day, Amy. It was like, we started our day great. She was happy. I was happy. I couldn't believe the difference from one day to another. And in that moment, I remember standing in my living room being like, oh my gosh, this is stuff everybody needs to know. What an easy fix. What a solution that I was just offered in this moment of, I didn't, I, didn't, I had no idea. I was probably just going to go on and on doing that for who knows how long, you know, and starting her day like that. I hated that I was doing that. Just, oh man, it changed my view so quickly when I, when in that moment. And so that's what I always tell people. It's amazing to me what a tiny piece of information, or I guess a couple of tiny pieces of information can do for awareness and understanding and compassion and, 
and honoring when it comes to parenting a child as a, as a parent. It's like nothing I ever experienced before, you know? Unbelievable that just those little shifts, those subtle shifts made such great impact. And I love that example to share because we think that it has to be this great big ton of changes and, and it's not. Quite often it's the little itty bitty subtle things that were different that you had awareness to that you didn't have before. And that's what we talk about with human design so much. It's about awareness. And I love that you and I can offer our listeners such a different perspective because your kiddo is still at home. You get to still have great impact over their day to day as she's at the age of seven. And while I cannot turn back the clock at 21 and 23, where my kiddos are, such pivotal ages for their going from, you know, bringing into that adulthood and what comes now. And I got the luxury a couple of weekends ago of spending the weekend with both of them and their significant others. And literally Monique, the entire weekend was all about human design. The car ride with my son and his girlfriend, almost the entire four hours, we talked human design. Each of them their own unique designs, because they're both 6'2 emotional manifestors, like how in the hell that happened to how to, you know, but I talked wow. to them about, and Jackson, my son and I, we had so many reflections on why things were the way they were. So now at that age, the, the awareness that he, or that they get to have. And I did it first with each of them uniquely as their own and the things that they can leverage and the gifts and that kind of thing. And we even talked about struggles that he had as a kiddo and where those likely showed up and then where his strengths, you know, played out and then where conditioning is embedded into and what he gets to do with that now. I mean, are you kidding me at 21? What a gift to know. What a gift. And, and then I, we talked about their energies together because they're together all the time. And that's sure. a lot. I don't have someone that's with me all the time anymore. And so I really get to do a lot of my own experimentation on my own and how challenging that can be. They have two very different emotional waves and they have very, you know, he only has three defined centers. She has seven very different energies there. So just teaching them. And then, and then I talked to them about how things are changing in 2027 and that they can't have kiddos before that, (laughs) although I'm joking, (laughs) but it's helping them see And opening their eyes to the things and the questions that came out were for my own learning too. And then I got a whole other set. I got my daughter and her significant other. And I mean, I was so amazed at how much he latched onto it. They're both generators. Like, what are the odds? They both have a one in their profile. Big difference, which I've touched on is the fact that she's emotional and he's sacral. Very, very different energies there. We saw where the conditionings happened for both of them. I got to really have some great insights on how differently I parented both of them. I saw how, you know, I had a deep understanding, probably more of some of the things that my son was experiencing that I didn't necessarily with my daughter as a generator. I'm not, I don't have that. And what's interesting is when, you know, we, I was trying to see the connections to see if when my daughter and I are together, what we do and what we bridge, but helping them see this through the lens of how they were raised 
And then what they get to do going forward when they bring kiddos into the world. And I'm still their parent, right? It doesn't matter that they're 21 and 23. How I navigate my relationship with them now is in full honorance of their beautiful designs. And I will even challenge them a little bit based on what they might be asking me or what's going on. Perfect example, my, my son has an undefined root and he will say, I, I'm not motivated like you, mom. I've always thought that I was just lazy or something, right? But then whenever I get in the room or his girlfriend who has a defined root gets in the room, he borrows it from us. And all of a sudden he's on fire. He wants to get things done. The pressure doesn't feel intense. It feels like motivation and drive and ambition, which it's meant to when you have that consistent energy, right? And I love that he's witnessed that. And the same goes for my daughter and her significant other. They were able to recognize things that they didn't feel apart from one another that were different when they were together. And that's the learning curve, not only, you know, for me as a parent, how I get to help support each of them in their growth trajectory, where they are now and their journey that goes forward, but then pass that on to them, which is the whole intention of learning this on how they can then raise their kiddos. So I, I love the contrast between where each of us are in our parenting stages with our own, you know, kiddos. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. I think that it's really beautiful to be able to share those two different perspectives with regard to parenting and human design because it's there we're we're applying the information differently, right? In our relationship with our children because of their ages. And uh, you know, as you're talking and describing your experience with your kids, it's, it's, it's like, gosh, it's almost even more important because they're adults making these big decisions at that time in their life. Right. You know, like you said, I mean, I have this child in my home under my watch. Most of the time I have a lot of still, there's that word again, control. Right. But we don't, we're not going to use that word. I have a lot of say at what, you know, goes in and out of her awareness right now. And I get to, um, I mean, who conditions people more than our parents do for, I mean, we're doing the most conditioning to our children. I think, I, I think my parents served as the most conditioning for me, society and other sources and partners, of course, but who does it first is your parents. Mm -hmm. That's a big part of our conditioning and um, whether, you know, we're being very intentional at this moment in our path, right? Because we have come across this information because of the life choices we've made because of the paths we're on right now. And we're being intentional with our parenting um, in a way that wasn't really afforded it, to me or you or our parents or a lot of other people yet. And it, but, but yet is being spread more and more because I do keep hearing this a lot. And we met a lot of beautiful women who were also mothers on our retreat that are doing this too. And we certainly follow some beautiful people on the social media's worlds that are doing it. And I just, I love that. I love that role for, for this too. I love being passionate about that. My defined heart feels very strongly about the importance of this. You know, another good friend of mine that is a teacher, it's a big thing that her and I get into and talking about and just how 
how a teacher knowing the design of their children in their classroom, especially when they're young, uh, you know, one of the girls on the retreat also, we, we dipped into this and just imagine the power that, uh, that a teacher is given in that classroom, knowing even just the auric design or the authorities uh, in her, in her children, you know, in the same way that a parent is given this for, for their child. And, um, in my daughter's case, she's an ego projected projector, which is a rare one. You know, it's kind of not as talked about and it's not, there's not as many tips, if you will, on how to use that or do that. And the main thing is how, what's in this for me? How is this going to benefit me is the question that an ego projected authority is meant to ask themselves, which societally don't say that out loud too many places, right? Because people are going to get on you and be like, what do you mean? What's in it for you? Why are you being so selfish? And when I first started learning about her authority, you know, splenic authority made sense to me right away. I'm splenic. Almost everyone that's splenic, when you tell them they're splenic authority, they're like, oh yeah, totally. I get that. There's not a whole lot of explaining there. It lands pretty quickly. It's very instinctual. It's been happening in our bodies for a long time. And it just, now we're, we're like being like, okay, confirmed, go, go on that. But ego projected and that whole, right. How do you, how do you understand that? Especially if you're not ego projected, cause I'm not, uh, but learning that about my child and trying to figure out a way to get her to, you know, honor that decision-making process with that authority was challenging for me to, to kind of give words to her, to her. And again, not that we're supposed to tell kids how to do human design. That's not the thing here, but as a parent, I was trying to find ways to incorporate it into her life and, you know, give her, give her the words without the words, so to speak in the scenarios. And I struggled with that a bit, a lot. And one of the, one of the things I came to uh, also, my child has two defined centers. So again, she has seven open centers, a pretty open chart. She has one channel. And I, I got to the words and I probably got to this, like reading her stories and in her books and stuff like this. I don't know who not probably God forbid Disney princess stories, but I got to these words that said, listen to your heart. Mm. And those are the words that I got to, to give her to use when she is overwhelmed, maybe at school with making decisions or if her friends are really excited. Again, I am perpetually picturing my sweet projector daughter with seven open centers in a classroom of like generators and mangens and a lot of energy. That's what I picture all the time, whether I'm right or wrong. That is the image in my inner vision mind. Since I'm splitting, I'm going to roll with that and assume that I'm right. And I just, I gave her that follow your heart, right? Listen to your heart. And it landed so quickly for her. She was like, oh yeah, totally. That makes total sense, mom. Listen to my heart. Yep, got it. <laughs> Check. And I was like, all right. And she loves her ego projected projectorness. She is super proud of her heart and just that she gets to roll with that. We bought a rug recently for her playroom and it was a frozen Elsa rug and it said follow your heart and she is perpetually drawn to things that say listen to your heart and you know I love that 
that's her knowing her inner authority as a and how quickly she picked up on that is a beautiful example of single definition oh who defines sinners and so then it was like got it right and then her authority (laughs) happened to be her heart it's just like like oh my gosh I mean it was just like so right that's such a beautiful example of how quick it gets to be yeah. And this is like an example of you being able to articulate things to her. You've shown her like what her design looks like. And for those who are in the space that you are Monique and even younger than that, or getting ready to bring babies into the world, y'all have a blueprint yeah. that helps guide you on how to parent and support and navigate them. And so we get to move away from, well, this is the way it's always done. Oh my goodness. Can we please move away from that? And while, you know, I did not just like you have it available any sooner than what it was brought into my world. I see the gift. I see the opportunity, just like the beautiful um, gal that was at our retreat that knows now the designs of her kiddos in her classroom because she's an elementary school teacher. Can you imagine how much more compassionate and understanding and how much more those kiddos are going to thrive. And in a world where we think things have to be done a certain way, if we can release that and just say, literally, I've said for years, if there's one thing I could dial back now, I have a bunch of them, although I also believe things happen exactly as they're meant to. But if I could dial back with my very own two, every time they asked me, mama, what do you think? right? Of course they do. Because from the time they come out, they're always observing. They're watching every move we make. Our everything is their everything, right? Until they have any desire or even ability to start making decisions on their own. But if I could dial back and say, well, what do you think? So they stop, you know, needing the validation or the acceptance or whatever from anybody outside of them, because all of the wisdom is inside of them. And my beautiful daughter, we had this very conversation on the phone yesterday where she said, you know, for so many years, mom, you, while I've asked you, I just want you to tell me what I should do. You've now, especially that we talk about design. It's like, but I talk so much about what it was, what it felt like in her body not up here in our mind, but what was her body telling her? And now we have a map that tells us what to use to get us to be able to make those decisions. And decisions that I've made for me are not the same that I would then make for my kiddos, but that's what we're taught. Preach, sis. I know (laughs) that is what we are taught. And and I cannot turn the clock back, but that's why we are here right now in 2022, sharing it in whatever way we feel called to do so that it can change. And yeah. anybody that I have the opportunity to talk to about it, I do. And I'm a manifester, so I'm not waiting for the fucking invitation to do it. I'm just going to do it. That's right. You better. And you better. I see it. I see it so clearly. And I have so many beautiful clients that are parents and I hear them trying to, and I'm going to use the word control, not even guide, but control. And I'm like, 
it, it, it hurts. Like it physically causes pain in my body and trying to share with them, get them to see it another way, open them up to another possibility. And that's the gift that we get to do here. I mean, one of my clients, she has two younger daughters, younger than my kiddos, like probably your girl's age. And it's like, oh, they're both so different, please. It's so important that we understand their designs so that we can help them be the highest vibration of themselves. That's what we're here trying to share. That's what we're here trying to inspire. That's the change that gets to happen in the world. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's incredible stuff. It's, you know, you're right. I mean, you said it, those are the magic words. There is a blueprint an owner's manual. And I remember when I was a new mom, I had a really hard first year, really hard first year, which we can talk about that in another episode, but it was hard for me. Motherhood was something that I thought would come very easy and naturally. I thought this was going to be a very easy experience. And I was like, boom, smacked in the face with a lot of things that I didn't, it was hard. I had a hard first year. My daughter was a preemie. There was a lot of things. And I just remember always being like, why is there no manual? for this how am I supposed to know and you know wouldn't it just be great if there was some kind of and there is that's the thing what Amy said is true there is a manual that can energetically help I mean that can help you support your child energetically in a way that has you know never been brought into my awareness before until this information and and yeah the I was a control freak prior to this info I used to describe myself as so so you know when it came to parenting I was an overbearing parent and and I you know my daughter's only seven but I was still overbearing and I'm a one line and she's a two and there that's different also you know there are so many like we're so similar if you meet us so many people are like oh she's like a little mini me of you but also we're so different and you know it's it's amazing what this knowledge has allowed me to do for my role as her mother uh when it comes to backing off and surrendering to her process and knowing that her decision-making process is going to look really different than mine, knowing that I can't ever rush her because I'm splenic and she's, you know, ego projected. And I have no idea the mechanics of how that works, but guess who does? She does. We all do. And, you know, sacrals know how sacral authority feels. We all know it's just a matter of getting it in touch with that. Right. Sorry. Go on. No, I'm dying to say, you can tell, thank God that we can see each other. So you can tell I'm bursting <laughs> to say something <laughs> while also trying not to interrupt, which I love to do too. But like right then and there, that was such a pivotal thing. You said, you have no idea, but she does. And Monique, we were not taught to let our kiddos show us how to raise them. I mean, my son raised himself. My daughter raised the family as a generator, you know? Like it just, it just blows me away that we give so much weight to like when we're at the hospital and we get their birth certificate, it's like, can you just give me the print out? Like, I'm going to send this. Can you print this off for me over your little system so that I can have their, you know, birth, their design chart right here for me, because that's really the most important thing that I can have for them right now, because I'm going to let this design that I have in front of me guide me. And then I'm also going to let them inform me what would be best. And while what I want everybody listening to hear, no matter where you are, it's perfect 
for wherever you are in parenting. And if you're on the cusp of being a parent or a really early parent, this is really critical information to have to allow you to do all the things that Monique and I are sharing. We just want the best possible life for our kiddos. Like I'm going to cry talking about it. I just want them to live the happiest, most fullest, most richest life that's possible for them. And I'm, I want to say like free of struggle, free of challenge, but if that is part of their design, because that is it fuck ton of my design. And now I love it more before, you know, I'd be like, God, why me? The whatever. I didn't really have a lot of that because I'm a three and I'm just like bumping around anyway. But I see now that I've experienced things away and I want to give those opportunities to not, I mean, everyone, all of us benefit, but this was really designed. Raw came up with it really to be the benefit from the collective to the kiddos coming into the world. And that's why it's so important. I think it's it's so pivotal. And yeah, and I, you know, this is something that I used to say, again, I'm going to give one of these examples because I love them so much. But this is something I used to say always is that my daughter teaches me and raises me. She's, she's been teaching me for years and she's only seven. I've literally been learning from her for a very long time. And I was aware of that before I even knew design, but since she is a projector like me, since we share that, there is for sure stuff to be learned in her, you know, and the best way that projectors often teach is by learning and learn is by teaching. And that's very intertwined for us. And now I know this about her. So when we're studying her homework words and stuff like that, I let her teach me mm-hmm. the words and stuff and do these little tricks that I've just learned because of this information. And it's, I mean, she's soaring academically. She's so smart. I mean, she's always been, but I, I just feel like I'm really getting to support her in a way that is, is so cool. I feel really honored and blessed and grateful every time that it seems affirmed that this is, this is the thing, this is what we should all be doing for, for, for everyone, but, and for ourselves, but for our kids so that it's so natural for them that we don't even have to have podcasts like this anymore because this information is just just so understood. It's just what we do. Yeah. Right. I mean, it takes some of the pressure off of us, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, I've got this blueprint. I've got this owner's manual. Cool. Thanks. I can help guide them until they guide themselves and then guide me. And, you know, you said something, you, this always happens when we do this. That's such an aha for me. My daughter has been guiding me for years. She has seven defined centers. I have four, right? Right. She's got a defined sacral. She's like, she's got a, I mean, all yeah. she's got a defined heart. I don't like, right. So I'm never knowing enough's enough. And she's like, mom, you've got to like slow down. Like she's been parenting me because she loves me. And the languaging of mom knows best. Can we just let that go? Can we just yeah. mom loves best? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like one. that's what I like. I love, love, love my kiddos to the point yeah. to exhaustion, to depletion. And I, we're not meant to do that either. And so if we just say, here's the reins, check in with me, I'm here to always support and guide you and challenge some of the thoughts that you're having that society is telling you, but it's all within you. Right. Yeah. And really giving that, 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 giving them that autonomy to feel empowered, to make their own decisions, to advocate for themselves in ways that we were not taught to do, to know that it's okay to have opinions and ways of doing things that may not suit the norm or 
are, are not yet that, you know, in my daughter's design, she's her incarnation cross is cross of Maya. And it's uh, about bridging the, the gap, you know, with the, with the worlds, with this physical realm that we're on and spiritual. And I see that with her all the time. She's always been so in tune with animals and, you know, she's here for that. And I can see that. And we are, and, you know, we're fostering that now in these beautiful souls. Uh, like you said, instead of like you and I in our forties, where we're getting back to that now, you know? Yes. I see such a different future for you. Like whenever I took my daughter, who's my oldest to college, one of the most difficult days of my life and pulled away thinking, did I teach her everything? Did, do, is she prepared? You know, all this, like for me, not enoughness right now that I can look back on it, but you're not going to think that right. you're not going to have to even worry about that. That's not even going to be in your mind's eye because she has her map. She knows. Yeah. And then if, How beautiful. She, if she doesn't, if she needs something, if there's something she's going to let you know, where yeah. I was full of all this other noise and this right. is the gift that is in front of us. And boy, I just, I see a lot of things shifting and they already are. Yeah. I just want more of it. Right. I say that every time, just more, more. I want Me more. too. <laughs> Especially with this in this lane specifically, it just makes my, makes my heart grow and feel so full when I, when we talk about this stuff, when we, when we look at it this way, because it's really just, it just feels like it's correct to, yes. to, to do this and offer this for everyone and to really get into it in the same, in this deep way, we can support each other and understand our kids beautifully. And um, I know it's made me a better mother, parent, human human I always say I know I mean if you heard nothing else in the time that we've shared today it's just how impactful this gets to be um and we've said repeatedly first for yourself then for others and in this instance understanding your design you know we met a lot of beautiful women at the retreat that were also like you said parents and and having just so major ahas as they're looking at their kiddos charts I mean you know those were two of the charts I brought with me of course they were you know, just to to better understand them. And so that's really the intention that we were setting by sharing this today is how delicious this information is for each of us individually, but how fucking fantastic it is as a parent too, and what it can open up and the possibilities and releasing, you know, all these other expectations or, you know, beliefs or, you know, obligations, responsibilities that we felt like we've always had from external conditioning, letting all that go and just using the map that they have in front of them. And we get to do yeah. that and then they can guide us too. and let that just be beautiful. Yeah. It That's really simplifies at. things. It really streamlines the process guys. That's what yeah. we're here to tell you. And yes. It just yes. really takes a lot of the overthinking and overanalyzing and worry and, and wondering out of parenting. Yeah. It really does. Yes. It's not, that is true. <laughs> it's true. Yes. All right. On that note, let's wrap it up. As we do. Yes. We're going to land the plane, right? <laughs> yeah, please. Let's land the plane and let's, um, let's send everyone off with a lot of big love from our hearts because talking about this part of it always opens up my heart. And I know you had some cacao before this, your heart's wide open. And yes, it is. We're going to send you all some of that big open heart energy and hope that you receive it and hope that you hug your kids today if you can. And if you can't call them and tell them you love them, 
And if not, tell them tomorrow or whenever the next time is. And let's all love human and be spirit and be great parents in the meantime. I love it. Beautifully said. All right. Until the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself. And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that. We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.